Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the New European Podcast. My name's Richard Porritt and I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. Hello, snowflakes. Hey, that was a bit like game show. It was really good. Ted Rogers would have been proud of that. You liked that. Or Leslie Crowther. Yeah. I, I tell you, if you were to have one announcer, like one voice, to to commentate on your life... Oh, yes. So, you know, oh, he's going in for the kiss, or whatever. You know, a bit like Truman Show. Yes, that would This be is good. what got me thinking about this, because I watched it a few weeks ago. Who who would you have? Cause you know, John Motson, it might be a bit too much. He's Needs. going in for the kiss. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, or, um, or Coleman. Uh, yes. Or do you do you think of Barry it? Davis? Oh, I say, <laughs> he, he's got in for the kiss and he's got a slap. <laughs> or is it more like you know that Geordie of Big Brother? Which Geordie of Big Brother? No, the voiceover. Oh, that one. Yeah. Day yeah. thirty thousand two hundred and forty-five. Steve Angus's life. <laughs> I'd go for our Graham. Our Graham. That would be good. I'd go for our Graham from Surprise Surprise. Yeah. And maybe we should... Uh, not from Surprise Surprise, from Blind Date. Right? Blind Date, that's right. Blind um, but let what us... Was the guy, who's the guy who... Was he called Patrick Allen, who had the... He used to do the voiceover for the Barrett Holmes adverts. Oh. And he also did the voiceover... People might remember him. He did the sort of voiceover of... Um, the sort of nuclear countdown on Two Tribes by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Oh, and yes. he had a very plummy English that's voice. Right, yeah. Patrick Allen, I think his name was. He yeah. was great, yeah. My, um, what about the voiceover guy for um, Silic Bang? He'd wake you up in the morning. Barry uh, Barry Scott from Silic Bang. One one Christmas. Bang, and the stain is gone. One Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and that might happen to be commentary in your life, I guess. <laughs> one Christmas, my son, who would have been about three at the time, asked for Silic Bang. He had no idea it was cleaning. It just it was bright on the advert. And he just thought, get me some bang. of that. Yeah. Get me some silic bag. Yeah, and, and a great Christmas was had by all. And he did, yeah. <laughs> Can't go and do the bathroom. <laughs> Welcome, dear listener, to another edition of the New European Podcast, started um, in, in rambling traditional, style. Traditional rambling um, style, yes. Let us be uh, the commentators on a week in the Brexit election. Um, and once again, it's the been... The Brexit election... Got to be careful with that one. Um, it's been a fascinating week. Um, we will do the news, of course, and then we will get to Brexit of the week, won't we, Steve? We will. Promise me. I mentioned the Brexit election because, mm. I don't know if you saw this, but Nigel Far- Aaron Banks has had a go at Nigel Farage, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah, fun, isn't it? And he said, uh, and Nigel Farage hit back, as, yeah. he, as only Nigel Farage yeah. can, and he said, I think Aaron is suffering from... Brexhaustion. <laughs> Brexhaustion. Yeah. Even the... Oh, that was funny. What's your favourite Brexit illness? Um, oh, I love all the illnesses. Bre- <laughs> I mean, Brexma is the obvious one, isn't it? I've come out in... I feel... I've come out... I've got a bit, I'm itchy. I've got a bit Brexma. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, anything that's... Brexo bre- intolerance. Anything, <laughs> anything that's Brexually transmitted. <laughs> I'm not so keen on. Um, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, Nigel and, and Aaron is quite funny. I think um, didn't didn't Mr. Banks, the self-styled bad boy of Brexit, say um, 
Nigel's like a gambler who's been winning all night, but now it's time to go home. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. It's good, isn't it good when people that you don't like fall out with one another? Very I, but nice. The thing with Nigel and the thing with Nigel and Aaron was that I'm never, I'm not sure that they ever really they were never really like best buddies. No, they weren't. They were, that was a business arrangement. And that is quite clear from his his frankly quite disturbing book which I have read cover to cover unfortunately, Aaron Banks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you have, haven't you? Yeah, oh god, yeah. For fun. It, it, you really, need it needed, really needed a shower after that one. Uh, um, anyway, so, so let's get to the news. Yes, um, let's. beyond Mr. Farage, and I don't uh, think this election has really—it's not really taken off yet for me. Every single election, people say that after about a week. Yes, a week, ten days. I think. Um, I, well, so well, we're a month are, out now, aren't we? You are listening to us on. Uh, we are out on Friday. We are, and of course, the deadline for registering to stand was last night it was um so we know all our candidates now there's some there's some good ones i've been chatting to them you have i have you have I'll tell you about that off air okay um and perhaps tell you about it on air next week yes that would be good. um that'll be fine and uh, and then i think once we've got that and once we start well i think i'm t- my labor sources are telling me 21st for their manifesto release which is which, uh, would uh, be which is middle of next week, is yeah, it? Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday, maybe okay. on Monday or Tuesday. So we start. Yeah, I think that's when you know that's when everything changed for the Tories last time, of course, when the manifesto Ooh. started coming out. Yeah. Um, so we in fact, it's not, is it? It's next Thursday, twenty-first. It is. Yes, it is. Yes, it You're is. Right. So we can maybe we can discuss it next week on next week's podcast. Tune in next week, listener. Brought it's to you by the Labour manifesto. Not really, because that really. would cause problems, perhaps. Yes. Um, but but I mean well let's talk about Labour first then shall we? We 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 should do because there's this um, one of the, the the most stunning things that I've seen so far in this campaign is this piece by Sherelle Jacobs yeah. in the the Telegraph, yeah. which is predicting a, a complete Labour wipeout. Um, wipeout. Uh, I don't really. She's the assistant comment editor of, of the, the Telegraph, Sherelle. Aren't we all? Jacobs. Um, I know she she came to my. I don't know much about her. She came to my attention. I think it was last year. She wrote an article about being the daughter of a Nigerian immigrant and a white woman from Wolverhampton, I think. Um, and it was it was headlined. Um, the rivers of blood still wounds me, but I understand why my white family supported Enoch Powell, <laughs> which is a, quite a difficult one. Try for, not to click on that one. For me, exactly, yeah. And she has basically written that, that Labour are going to be completely wiped out. She wrote, the polls and the BBC have picked, failed to pick up on the biggest shocker of this election. This could be it, the end of Labour. Uh, some may scoff, pointing out that, it, that Labour have narrowed the gap with the Tories in the polls, some polls... But on the ground in the heartlands, the party smells of death. It feels like the 1924 election when the Liberals were decisively swept away in a shock result. Uh, she, she went on to say that Labour MPs across the Midlands, North and Wales are so certain that the end is coming uh, that they are not even bothering to change tack. And Asquith lost 118 seats in that election. Yes, I don't think Labour are going to lose no. that many, but no. they are on course to lose, I mean... That was the October one after the December one. That's right, yeah. And the, I mean, the bookies say that they're going to lose, they're on course at the moment to lose between 39 and 45 seats, which is quite a lot of seats. It is. It's a, it, that would be a disaster for it would Labour. Be. And of course... Especially you know, after the, the hopes coming into the election, the strong election last time. Yeah. That would be a disaster. But but uh, I know it's early, I know it's early still, but what about um, Jeremy's performance? Because I, I don't think he's been as visible as he was last time. I think he had a good hit with the letter to the Prime Minister about yes. the floods, which, to be fair, wasn't a national um, emergency. We've never had floods declared as a national emergency. If it was a national emergency, I'd be worried about floods down here. Yes. Every sympathy for the people of the, of the North. But Jeremy and all Labour thought... This is a good a good chance for us to get. Yes, they so good job. I'm not saying that they, you know, um, and and Boris's response to it was fairly Boris-like. Yes, it um, was. So you know, so the good win there. But I just wonder if, I just wonder if if Jeremy's not quite as on the boil as he was two years ago. No, I don't think he is, and I think that the 
well, look, the, the, the winter election has got dangers for Labour and for the Conservatives, hasn't it? Ice the, can be dangerous. Ice can it? be dangerous. Um, yes. Um, I mean, Jeremy, those those vi- those visuals of mass rallies in places, in the big yeah. cities. Yeah, what was the football stadium you did when it was at Preston or Rochdale or something? I can't remember now. Or was it in Sheffield, maybe? Um, but, I, but I know what you mean. Obviously, it ended up... Um, you know, was it was Glastonbury pre or post the election? No, it was pre. It was pre, and loads of people singing his name and him doing the um, like lions after slumber. Shelley, uh, isn't yeah. it a Shelley? Yeah, a Shelley yeah. poem. We yeah. are, we are, uh, we are many day off you or, or whatever it is. I really think Jeremy should stay away from one of the greatest poets that ever lived. But anyway, uh, yes, um, and so. Those are off limits, aren't they? You know, you're not going to you're not going to get those. And he has been slightly less effective. The, the because of it, I think, um, because Labour are doing mass events, unlike the Conservatives. But um, but they you know they just don't look as good because they're indoors. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I agree. I think that is. A, I think that's a really good point. Maybe you should maybe you should um, look at other ways around it, though, because you know there are mass events outdoors at this time of the year. He could travel around the country switching on Christmas lights. Well, he does look a bit like Santa, doesn't he? And maybe skinny Santa. Skinny well, Santa. Well, he and he's got a perfect answer, hasn't he? Ho ho ho! Time of austerity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll turn your Christmas lights on. Christmas lights for the many, not the few. That would be good. Yeah. But he does look a little bit like Santa, and maybe he could set himself up because, you know, if we, if you once we get Labour's manifesto, it is pretty going to pretty much going to be tell me what you want for. For Christmas, little girl. And yes, you could have that. And also, if he is going to go with his Santa idea... 79 and billion for the NHS. Yes, I think so. PlayStation 4, no problem. That's, that's I'm, fine. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this now, and we should sort of brainstorm this. Maybe we should get Labour on the phone, because if he was to dress like Father Christmas for the rest of the election, think of the stunts he could do. Door knocking, leafleting, down the chimney. Down the chimney, yeah. <laughs> Families just sat watching TV, you know, watching. I don't know what's on TV now. Well, it's strictly old, strictly good dancing, isn't it? Yeah. And, the, and the Brex Factor. And Not the Brex Factor. The Brex Factor. That's my column. He's got, Brex Factor's going to be a TV it's show. It's going to be a TV oh, show. Man, I'm so I pleased for you. Reveal exclusively. Can I be the sidekick? Like, if you'd be the dear Medner Everidge figure. Comedy sidekick. Was you it can Mary? be Madge Allsop or whatever. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, and, and Jeremy's little face could pop out the fireplace with a leaflet. Only me. Yeah. Merry Christmas. That'd be Merry great. Christmas. I think Jeremy it's an idea. Corbyn coming down your chimney. I think it's a good idea. Marvelous. So, um, what's the, where are we at with the? Um, what we, you, you say the bookies? Well, uh, so so between two hundred, about two hundred seats. Bookies are saying. Yes, they are saying that Labour are going to get between one ninety-eight and two hundred four seats. Um, Wales, it looks like they are going to, well, they are going to um, lose between seven and ten seats, mostly to the Ooh. Tories. That'll be the first time that they've not had a majority of all of the seats in Wales. Right. They're one percent ahead in the polls uh, at the moment. They were, I think, they were fifteen points up in Wales on the uh, on, on election day in 2017. Right. Scotland, remember in 2015 when they only had. One MP left yeah. in Scotland. Yeah. We, I think we're going to go back to that. They're going to lose um, the, the six of the seven seats um, that they uh, that they won in 2017. Um, and Corbyn's popularity is, uh, you know, Johnson's popularity seems to have increased. Um, when you That'll look be at because that, his wonderful handling of the floods. Well, he, the way he used that mop was really? inspirational. Really? Ever, do you think he'd ever seen a mop before? <laughs> Imagine if you started using the wrong end or something. That was correct. <laughs> just called on. Imagine if Reese Mogg had gone. Yeah. It's almost worth having Reese Mogg as Prime Minister just to see what you do in that kind of situation. Nanny! Uh, yes, She'd come exactly. And it out. Um, it, but he it, it, it looked like a man who had never seen a mop before, didn't you he? handy with a mop. Uh, I don't have a mop at the moment. Do you, do you, I've, I've never but, been to your house, Steve. Do you have carpet or uh, do you have... Wooden floor. I have uh, carpeting upstairs in the bedroom area and the wooden floor in downstairs. <laughs> All in right, the, Hugh Hefner. In the living area. <laughs> well, do you have to mop that? Uh, I think somebody might come in and mop for me. 
You can just lie. <laughs> no, I no, I don't mop it. I I'm, uh, I mop. I like. I don't mop. mop it. I hoover it. Oh, you hoover it. I hoover it. Well, do you know what? I refuse to buy a hoover. <laughs> I refuse to buy a Hoover. I refuse. I said, "Is I'm this not... what sort of protest is this? Is this against <laughs> J. Edgar Hoover? It's against. I've got news for against you. clean. No, no, right, because okay. my my um, my apartment is. What's the difference an between an apartment and a flat? I don't know. I don't. I think one of them is in New York, and one. Yes, well, one that's the way I'm Norwich. talking about the New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, my flat. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Cleaner. <laughs> my, my flat is is a wooden floor. And I thought, well, I don't, I don't need, I don't need a Hoover. I shall save myself two hundred pounds or whatever. I don't know how much a Hoover costs, and I shall get a brush. Just get a brush. And do you know what? It, sweeping is one of my favourite things to do. I love sweeping. Well, I like a bit of, a, you know, the dustpan and brush is all you need, isn't it? And then you can have a quick go on the Hoover. Well, it's a, but I don't have a Hoover. Unless you have a major spillage. Well, you don't have a Hoover. That's right. No. Yeah. And I have one rug, and what I do is I just wave it out the window. Do you? Yeah. Oh. Bat it. Like an old, like girl, an old lady. Yeah, in a in a, I don't know, in a kitchen sink drama. Like Nora Batty, in fact. That is it. That is me. I am the Nora Batty. You are the Nora Norwich. Batty of Norwich. Yeah. Yeah. And my tights don't fit. Uh, what was I saying about Corbyn? Oh, the, he's got. He's minus sixty now. Whoa. The worst approval rating ever received by a Labour or Conservative leader. Wow. So wow. worse than Tony Blair at his, you know, post Iraq. Worse than Margaret Thatcher when everybody hated Margaret Thatcher. Worse than um, worse than who was the least popular Tory? Uh, I think it was IDS, wasn't it? Or maybe yeah, uh, I think it was IDS. Or maybe Haig. Haig, not far behind. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so that, but you know, there is some upside, isn't there, for Labour? The polls have narrowed slightly. Mm, yes, two two point two percent up in the in the poll of polls. Well, how do you know about my poll of polls? Oh, sorry. I've, I, I actually looked online for a poll of polls. It's not like my poll of polls. Though. I spent all day Sunday doing my poll of polls. Okay. Are you going to give me your poll of polls? Yeah. Go I'm going to start at the bottom. I only do it to four. You only do it to four? So I'm afraid there's the Greens are not included. Are they not included? What about the, the BXP? Uh, yes. They're in it. They're uh, in fourth place. Yes. On 8%. The Lib Dems. It's very tense, this. 16%. 16%. Music, something, don't we? We do, yeah. The Labour Party. <laughs> 29. 29%. And that leaves the Conservative Party on 39. So, 10, that's that's 10, 10 the 10 point lead. My poll of polls. Yes. It's got a 10 in point the, lead. In the less scientific poll of polls, uh-huh. where they actually ask real people, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they are... A, Labour are about 12 points behind it, looks yeah. like. Yeah. So, well, we'll see. We could do a battle of the polar polls. Is my yeah. polar poll better or is your expensive well, no, I think, commission I think better? the one that you just make up is much, much better. <laughs> you, how dare you? How, how, how dare you? How dare, how dare you, sir? Greta would say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> um, toil over that. But, you know, 12, 10 points... Behind in yours, mm. twelve points behind in the in the the fake poll of polls yeah. where the, yeah, the, yeah, the, the yeah, pollsters yeah, yeah. do. Yeah. But this time, at this time in in twenty seventeen, they were sixteen point five percent behind, and they only lost by two point five percent. Wow! So wow! What I would say is, um, I, I, t- I I was interviewing a, a prospective Labour candidate just before I came on the podcast, and okay, and um, interviewing him for a job. It was a woman. Because he's not going to win her. Uh, it, it, yeah, no, interviewing. <laughs> well, I, actually, she stands a very good chance of winning, I think. Oh, good. Um, but, but, uh, and she's, she is Remain and would campaign for Remain again. Um, so I imagine if she does get in, it wouldn't be fair to me to name her at this stage on this podcast. But if, um, if she did get in, I think you might all might quite like her. But there is this Labour thing where they go, don't worry, because look what happened last time. And what I think they probably need to be reminded of yes. is they are not going to drop a awful manifesto like they did last time. No, they this are not. Time. Boris Johnson is not Theresa May. No, he's um, not. Like him or this not. This is the insight that w- has made you a top political journalist. <laughs> oh, look, it's not <laughs> Theresa May. <laughs> 
Who's the, who's the Prime Minister? Not Theresa May. Dominic Cummings is not Nick Timothy and Fiona Hill either. Uh, no, he's not. He's, he's neither not. of them. He's neither. He's Dominic Cummings. He is, very much so. Um, uh, but what, what I'm saying is that no. Corbyn might have fought a good campaign last time. It was amplified by a bad Tory campaign. Very bad, yeah. And I think the Tory campaign this time would have to be equally bad for Labour to get within touch and distance, and I can't see it. No, but equally, I don't think the Tories have had a great oh, start no. to the campaign. Oh, no, absolutely not. They've not. And They've not. I think it's a... Well, I'm very surprised to see them... I mean, Thursday was sort of immigration day for the Tories, and I... I <laughs> I thought, it's Immigration Day. Sounds like a rubbish Hollywood movie. And clearly they will come back to immigration, won't they, later on. But I'm surprised, you know, I I think either the Times or the Telegraph (coughs) um, uh, at the start of the campaign had sort of, you know, an outline of of what the the, the Tory um, grid looked like. And immigration was supposed to be saved up for the last couple of weeks in, in case of polls narrowing and... Stuff like this. So they've gone a bit early, mm. and the idea, their attack line, I mean, classic Dominic Cummings, a massive figure which yeah. is easily disprovable, yeah. um, is that immigration it, it could treble to 840,000 a year coming in, the combined populations of Manchester and Newcastle. Um, well, it, it, I mean, it's not true because they said it's, this isn't Labour's policy. They said, what if we had uncontrolled immigration, freedom of movement with everywhere in the world. And, I mean, Labour's manifesto is likely to say something quite different to what Labour's conference said, which was yes, but freedom of, we would still have freedom of movement with the EU. But there is an issue here, isn't there, with, um, and I'm not suggesting this isn't the right way to do things, but the Labour, the way that Labour, the way that Labour's decision-making happens yes. means that some fairly radical and often... I'm not suggesting. I'm not. Suggest, I'm not talking about immigration particularly, but some rather mad stuff can end up getting debated at conference, and that turns all of a sudden into policy and turns into. Yes. Um, I, I don't mean actual policy. I mean it's an attack. It's an attack group for the Tories, and that's the perfect example of that. I think. Yes. I wonder whether they've done it so quickly because they know that this time next week, you know, Len McCluskey will have had a go, and it, the L- Labour's policy will will actually say. Yes. We will have limits on, yes, perhaps. on migration, even if we rejoin the EU. I mean, is Len going to say that the that we should have? Because um, he shouldn't be saying this, by the way, because as you and I know, you know, the migration has huge benefits, doesn't it? And you you look at these, you know, those figures which showed that the average, you know, the average European migrant contributes about £80,000 more than they take out in terms of public services and and benefits. It's a very distasteful thing to be basing an election campaign on, but we have become used to it since... Yes, we have. Well, probably, well, even back with Brown, probably. I can't remember it being a massive issue in the Blair elections. No, it wasn't, no. But even Ed Miliband had the awful mugs, didn't he, that said, we, Labour, will introduce... Yeah, yeah. Uh, caps on migration or. or I mean, the thing work. is, the thing is that there, uh, there is whether we, um, me and you, and the and you know, and our little community here, um, although ever growing community, mm. um, agree or not, there is concern about immigration out there, and there is support for this sort of Australian style. Um, yes, there is points yes. system, and I, I can't remember who it was who was talking about the NHS visas. Mm. Um, that's the sort of thing that that will gain traction and support out there by from from the lowest, you know, from from the tip of the top of most big racist to the mildly concerned about immigration. Because if you put the word NHS in front of anything, people like it. Well, yes, I mean, I think that's uh, I, th- I think that is a, a definite tactic and and probably another reason why this has been brought out at, at this time because. You know, it makes sense for them to try and say that part of the reason for the... Look, the NHS has a crisis every winter. This is one of the, the big dangers for the Conservatives. The concern is that the NHS has a crisis every week. Well, it does. But there's there's a winter crisis in the NHS right. every winter, isn't there? Yeah. And this is a danger for the Conservatives. And, really this, and th- so this idea, which, you know, I've seen amplified on social media... Um, for the last couple of days since since this became an issue, there is this idea that that migration p- 
puts a strain on resources, even though mm. I've just given you the figures that show yeah. it doesn't yeah. put strain on resources. No. You know, you, you cannot conflate migration and putting a strain on resources when it, it's about a government refusing to build more hospi- enough hospitals and, and re- restore the cuts that they made to social care and restore the cuts that they made to the, the police service. Um, but, yeah, they're going to try that, aren't they? Because, that, you know, they are being blown off course a little bit by this winter election. Um, the, the, the NHS figures, by the way, the worst ever performance on um, A&E waiting times, four-hour waiting times, is, is bad. The, the news about the Trussell Trust uh, food banks, the f- food bank use has hit a, a, a record level. 823,000 emergency food parcels that given is out. The, the most depressing thing I have read in a very long time. Yeah. I, I, were, were, I, I don't remember, the, were there food banks when you were a boy? No. There were no food banks when I was a boy. No. no. I mean, and I grew, up in a, I grew up in a fairly deprived part of the north of England. I don't remember any food banks. No, I mean, there was a harvest festival and stuff yes, like they that. Tended to be t- they tended to be to round to sort of elderly pensioners. Yeah, 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 yeah. And but food, food, I, it just pains me. And there is this argument that um, you know food banks are well. There's two arguments actually, isn't there? And they're both really interesting about food banks. One is that they're doing a, gr- a great job and it's charity. And oh, they are. It's of course, yeah. yeah. The other argument is that we should actually not. We should actually close them down. Because it's letting the government get off the hook. Well, it is, yeah. But that's not how charity works, of course. Yes, and that's the whole it, argument about charity in the first place, isn't it? But it, it is yeah. letting the government get off the hook, isn't it? But it is, and they're becoming normalised, aren't yes, they? Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, they're viewed as, a, as part of the safety net, which the government should be provided the safety net. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the flood response... I mean, if this is the big society yeah. that David Cameron banged on about yeah, in, yeah. in uh, 2010... You know, which basically was all fluffy and well PR'd and looked nice, and all volunteer was actually. Can you do some work that we should be doing? Exactly. Because yeah. we don't want to. We don't want to spend any money on it. Well, if this is if this is what he invented, if this is a big society, then I don't want anything to do with it. Well, this is. I mean, it's classically American, isn't it? You know. Um, uh, do you reckon you get bigger portions at the food bank in America? <laughs> <laughs> Almost certainly. Almost certainly. <laughs> but I think, the, I think the danger of all of this for the Conservatives is, and you, and you see it when you see Boris Johnson going out to these flood areas mm-hmm. and people, mm-hmm. you know... He's, he's that woman with the wheelbarrow. There's, there's been a couple, haven't yeah. there, of people yeah. say, I, you yeah. know, we don't, we don't want you around here. Um, and, you know, can you... You know, instead of your big ministerial cars transporting him around, could you actually transport something useful instead? Yeah. And a massive sponge. You know, and there's there's snow in some parts of the country at the the moment. What if that gets worse? What it's we have a big snow event. I think what I'm saying is it's really hard for for the Conservatives to say if you vote Labour, it's going to be chaos when When people perceive that there is chaos. Could already what, going on. Oh well, I tell you what. What might be good to put in the manifesto then is to ban snow, because ban then if it snow. does, if it does snow, you can say, well, under a Tory government, all Labour Labour could do, is, you know, there will be no more snow. Well, he likes a, a B word, doesn't he, Boris Johnson? He likes a, you know, Boris bikes, Boris yeah. bridge. What if what? he built a, like Mr Burns in The Simpsons? Ah. What if he built a Boris bubble over the whole yes. of the UK? He'd go for that. I mean, he's 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 suggested stuff that nearly his match that, frankly. That would be great. An entire just seal us up, like for the winter well, time. That's, that's pretty much like Brexit, really. Isn't well, it, it is pretty but Patel would endorse it, wouldn't she? Definitely. Then how would the snow would still land on the top of it, and then it'd just be like living in an igloo, if, oh, a massive igloo. It'd be, it'd be great, wouldn't it? That is. Uh, it'd be like living in a snow good. globe, wouldn't it? Snow globe brick. Well, no, because we, none of the snow would get in. Oh, the snow wouldn't get in, that's right. It'd all settle, wouldn't well, it? Well, maybe we'd have to have a little... And then it'd, li- it'd, it'd all settle on the top. Yeah. And then it'd slide down the sides and cause a massive tidal wave. A heated, a heated snow globe, you'd have to... <laughs> but it, it could... I mean, the, the impact on Europe I've might listened, be quite large. I've not thought this, this through, clearly. But neither no. is he. But he would. He, he didn't think through that bridge, did he? Which where, where they said this would have to be the largest 
the largest pylon that's ever created for any bridge. I like a bit of ambition. And then the bridge would have to go through this this 20-mile stretch where we've buried loads of munitions. What other stuff would you like to see on the manifesto? Massive ladder that goes all the way to moon. <laughs> the Boris. <laughs> the Boris ladder. The bladder. The Jacob's ladder. The Jacob's ladder. It's Jacob <coughs> Rees-Mogg's big idea. Yeah. yeah. That would be great. I'd, I'd I've got some stuff that. to say about Jacob Rees-Mogg. Have you? By the way. Oh, well, I've, I've been researching. I'm very busy. I can't clip all the swear words out. Um, um, should we talk about pacts? We should talk about pacts. Should we make one? Yes. Um, to love each other forever. <laughs> I think we should. Oh, we should record a version of um, that Kylie and Jason song. Especially for you. I don't know any of the words. Neither of the do thing. I. I did buy it, though. I've got to tell you just what I've been going through. That's it. All the time we were apart, I thought of you. You, you were, were in my heart. Brilliant. Okay. If anyone would like to Photoshop our heads on Kylie and Jason, I'll be Kylie. <laughs> I'll save save the boss's blushes. Good old Jason. I'm happy to be Kylie. Um, Did you see that interview with Jason, by the way, recently? No. Go uh, on. He, Was he wearing his amazing technical dream coat? He said... Um, he said he was he was at his house in Twickenham or somewhere uh-huh. like that. Yeah, yeah. It's a bugger to get to Twickenham. Kylie Minogue, he saw was walking down the street. No, she was on. House. She was on at Wembley. Right. And uh, or maybe she was on at Twickenham, and he lives near Twickenham. Yeah. And he said he saw that she was on, and he went, "Oh, that's nice." And then he said he saw that Rick Astley. Yeah. He opened his paper, you know, yeah. and there was a bit of a guide to events, and yeah. he said, Rick Astley is the support act, yeah. and then he will join Kylie to sing Especially oh. For You. How did that go down with Donovan? Oh, no. Straight on the blower, he did was. He, he said, straight on the blower to Kylie. Yeah. Words were words were exchanged. Because he claims that and they of, are... And, the... of course, she said, no, it's fine. He's not doing it now. You're doing it. Can you? How soon can oh. you get here? And they and they did it together. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. It's nice, isn't it? Cause, yeah. Cause but I like the fact that he was, you know, he yeah. was fine with it until Astley's coming out. Oh no, there's only uh, one man singing this. Do you know what? That's that's a really good story because they were a, they were an item, weren't they? They, were, they, yeah. were, they kept it very quite stuck. Aiken and Waterman didn't want them to. No, they were not. And then she ran off with Hutch Hutchinson. She. Yes. Well, he's a. Oh. He hey, was a bad lad. He was a one, that one. He was. I, and Bob Geldof didn't see the trouble ahead, did he? Oh. I watched, do you remember, did you watch that interview live? It was... I was... It was incredible, wasn't it? Incredible. Anyway. Anyway. Pacts, well, from one pact to from another. From one pact to another, yeah. Um, pacts of love. The Brexit party, it's been a good week for them, hasn't it? Packed up. <laughs> <laughs> packed up. He, he withdrew, didn't he? Yeah. Um, is, that, is it embarrassing? If Nigel, for Nigel Farage, I think it is really embarrassing. Or is it actually, is there stuff going on we don't know? Well, is this, has it been planned all along? Yeah. Well. Makes I mean, Boris the, look good. The, the blowback from, for Nigel Farage, which is not a phrase that I like to use. No. Um, no. But the blowback for him has been quite unpleasant, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he's had, um, well, we'll talk about this later on. He, he you know, he's, 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 there's been confusion, fury candidates, MEPs, members of the Brexit party, all outraged. Um, Farage, um, then there's this idea that he was, you know, the, the Tories wanted to say, look, pull out of some other seats, we will just um, we'll just run paper candidates in 40 seats, we'll give you a, a clear run, but, yeah. but, you know, you need to give us a clear run in some of these Labour seats. Um, he, did, he, he said no to that. He said he's been offered a peerage twice in the last few days. He did. It's illegal. There should be a police investigation into this. Um, yeah, they should. Do you think the chances? He, what do you think the chances are it, of that? Um, Zero, I would say. Probably, but but is it but is it true? I mean, who's probably. offered it to? Yeah. Hey, Steve, Steve, do you want a peerage? I would love a peerage. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, that's illegal. Oh, wait a minute, who's brought in the law? Oh, no, it's me again. Oh, no. It's you. Oh, no. <laughs> There'll be a knock at the door in a minute. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Have you been offering peerages, Porrick? It'd be good, wouldn't it? What, to be, to, be a, to be a peer? What would he be? Lord Farage of what? Lord Farage of... Moonlit Bottoms. Moonlit Bottoms. <laughs> it'd be... Like, he'd be... Uh, D- uh, Dulwich? Lord Farage of Dulwich? Yeah, I think so. There probably already is a Lord Dulwich, isn't there? Lord Farage of... Um, 
Um, I don't know. Dunnich. Dunnich, yeah. <laughs> Google uh, it. Google it, guys. Google it. He'd be the... He's, yeah. Little... Imagine him. What in would his you little be? froggy thing in his... He'd be like the vermin in Ermin, wouldn't he? He'd be oh, the, good, like that, yeah. 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 What, would you, what would you be? Well, I'd be sort of Didsbury, wouldn't I? I would imagine that's where I'm, I'm from. Or Saddleworth. You don't have to... I'd steer clear of Saddleworth. Delph. That's where Paul Scholes lives. Lord, does he live in Delft now? I used yeah. to I had many a happy year in Delft when I was a young. It's very nice up there, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I tell you what, that would get. It, we, it was great. We used to get cut off from school and everything. Oh, marvelous! Yeah. No yeah. school today. Yeah, when you come over the other side to the right side of the hill, yes, they'd, uh, they'd have those snowboard warnings up. <laughs> you know the electronic <laughs> yeah, yeah, ones, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whether the route's passable or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very exciting. Oh, imagine living in the wilds where we grew up. Our um, Steve. But I think it's it sort of shows that they're not really a serious party, doesn't it? And it, their what overall feel share like? of the vote goes down, and people say I can't vote for them. And the other it, thing the is, the Tory share of the vote goes up, and it yeah. makes them look a bit irrelevant. Yeah. And where they're standing against Labour, surely it says to Labour voters, well, they're the same as the Tories. So There's a guy called uh, I think it's Tony Love. Good name. I, that's not me going, Tony Love. Put kettle on. <laughs> He's called Tony Love. He's called Tony Love. And he, I think it's Tony, um, he is was the Brexit Party candidate for Suffolk Coastal, Ooh, which yeah. you, you might not be surprised to hear is a super safe yes. um, seat held by um, Minister Therese Coffey. Oh, yes. Dr. Therese Coffey. She will complain if I don't say doctor. Dr. Coffey. Um, so, yeah, Dr. Coffey. That's like, that sounds like a sort of carry-on doctor, doesn't it? I think it sounds like, you know, Did like, um, Dr. Coffey work with Dr. Nookie? Do you remember? No, I think it's like a little cartoon character that sells camp. Oh, yeah, you Dr. Coffey. Yeah. 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 Feeling, feeling low, feeling tired, Dr. Coffey prescribes camp. <laughs> if you'd like to Can sponsor... Can you still get camp? You certainly could until quite recently. It was yeah. coffee. Was it coffee and chicory camp? I don't know. I, is it in liquid form? Yes, it's, yeah. it was sort of a liquid is thing it? that you poured hot water. That's into. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. can't see why you would go for that and not just instant coffee. I mean, no, but I've never had camp. Maybe I should get. I'll tell you what. I'm going to the supermarket tonight. Sponsored by Camp. Do you know what else I want to try before sure. I die? Two things. Camp. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. Snuff. You ever snuff. had snuff? Yeah, I was a, quite an enthusiastic snuff user you in my You can buy youth. it just down here. I don't think it's very good for you, is it? No, but Cotton Ives Coffee. No, that's true. Or Therese Coffee. Dr. Therese Coffee. Dr. Therese Coffee. She's no good for you no, either. She's no good Why for me. Why were we talking about her? <laughs> because uh, the Brexit Party candidate that was standing against her... Always stood down. Tony Love. Tony Love. ordered to stand down. Hit the roof. No. Hit the roof. No, Nigel. No, I've been campaigning here for months, we're getting a good reaction on the doorstep, people want a proper alternative to this Tory deal, Yeah, I'm not standing down buddy. No love lost. I am standing as the Brexit independent. Oh is he? Yeah. The Bindi independent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go, interesting. The that, Brindy. And, and I think probably there's quite a lot of candidates that are a bit miffed. They are, more than miffed, yeah. Um, there is a, a UKIP candidate in um, Norwich. Is there? Is there North, really? yes. Well, well, well. Yes. Very interesting chap, and perhaps I'll tell you a bit more about him next week. That would be exciting. Is Dick Brain not standing? I don't believe so. What about Henry him. Bolton? Oh, those were, those were Joe Marnie. Days, Bring them back. What are they up to? Have we got a phone number for them? I don't think I have. I don't know. I like to think that they're going out, they're doing the club circuit like sort of René and Renato. Well, that's what, um, that's what Bolton Neil and... Neil Bolton Hamilton and, and... Yes, exactly. They yeah. did, because that's where I met I interviewed, I interviewed him on a radio show in Huddersfield. And were they doing the Rocky Horror Show or something like no, that? They, no, it was this one, they just went to one of these really crap clubs. It was called, um, do you know, I can't remember what club it was. I think it was called Ethos. <laughs> Welcome to Ethos Huddersfield. <laughs> Banging club tunes and party classics. But imagine if they, Henry Bolton and Joe Marnie, mm. you know, on stage, Twickenham. They come on from oh. in, the music swells. Yeah. Especially for you. I've been hiding in the attic <laughs> from photographer. <laughs> Bless like him. He comes, he comes up and wearing her knickers. Oh. In the old. Sorry, I fell on my chair then. <laughs> <laughs> Bring them back. 
I definitely think we should bring them back. Yeah, um, they were great. They were, yeah. Yeah. That look on that tube. Her face on that tube. It was marvellous, wasn't it? Brilliant. It Brilliant. was marvellous. Um, it was. Do you remember that great tweet as well of that picture of them on the tube? That, that said that was the. It said I. I was working as a racist in a cocktail bar when I met you. <laughs> and there was a great tweet um, <laughs> about the um, about the Brexit party this week, and it was from a woman called. Uh, the, she's a writer, I believe, called Julie Owen Moylan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope you're listening, Julie. I start um, I start all my sentences like this when I'm not good. on the pod. And it she and it said, uh, "My dudes, you joined a party where a man was appointed leader for life. You were charged one hundred pounds just to interview to become an MP. People were charged to attend rallies. It's only now you finally understand it was all a big con. Wait until you find out about Brexit. That's brilliant, isn't it? Great. That is brilliant. That is just an excellent use of dudes. It was good. Well done, Julie. That's fantastic. Well played. Uh, Lynn Dem Green, um, Pied Cymru. Well. So that is a pact. That is a That's pact. That's the pact. Yeah. But the big pact on. But the big pact. Yeah. Didn't happen, did it? Are you talking about people's vote? Well, yes. A so the Labour SNP Lib Lab never was going to, though, was he? No, no. I think there's enough in it for. Do you know what was interesting? I um, I uh, texted a Labour candidate this morning who's been asked to stand aside by the people's vote, and no, there's been no contact at all. <laughs> they haven't spoken to her. Really. I mean, courtesy, perhaps. Yeah, he would just give him a, a shout. A quick call, Tim yeah. Walker, our, our man, Mandrake, who writes he writes the gossip column, Mandrake yeah, yeah. in the New he European. A, he gave it a go, didn't he? Dude. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it, there is a guy that has that uh, that um, has you know is a, a Liberal Democrat member, and he's written about that and how he he joined and everything, but he's willing to put Brexit first. Yeah, uh, Labour certainly not. No, they're not. No, no. So he stepped down for. Um, he stepped down for Rosie Duffield, who mm-hmm. obviously won by, you know, I think she won by less than a thousand, didn't she? Six hundred actually, I yeah, think. Yeah. And it's a real tragedy, all of this, because of course, you know, when you look at those polls, the the the, the, the combined tally of the Remain parties is fifty three percent, and the combined tally of the Leave parties is forty seven percent. It's that that is mirrored in the in the the Brexit in the Brexit referendum polls, whenever that question is asked, you know, yeah. Remain is five, six points ahead steadily now. Yeah. And instead, the most likely scenario is Boris Johnson's going to win a 30-plus seat majority and we're going to get a very hard Brexit. I said 25 For Christmas. Seats, um, what, do, what, what do you want for Christmas? Uh, not a hard Brexit. Seriously, I'd what like do you to want stay Christmas? in the EU. I don't know. I don't want very much for Christmas. I, I don't can't know. think of it. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, there's a there's a Bridget Riley exhibition on at the moment, isn't there? In the um, in the Hayward Gallery, I'm there a is. very big admirer of Bridget yes, Riley. Yes. She's my favourite. That's living the Times magazine front of you. Well, it was absolutely magnificent, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. And I would quite like some of the prints from from that. I think, but apart from that, I don't really know. Why do you want a print? A print? Don't get a print. Get the bloody original. Well, I know, but she's quite. I'll tell you what. Quite expensive, Bridget. Riley. Well, spending, blowing all your money on cleaners. Six, seven thousand quid is your entry point, isn't it? I think for Bridget Riley. Would have thought so. Yeah. If not, for if for not. just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I won't be getting you that. Um, well, what about if you if you saved up? If I saved up. Yeah. Um, I don't do get it me this year. Get me next year. Oh, all right, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I have got. I, I'm. I'm pretty much there for Christmas now. Me, I'm done. That's, are you done already? I've not even started yet. Yeah, I'm done. I just. I, I, what I did last Saturday, right? Yeah. No, no, I did last Saturday. Go on. I'm you got your Gratton's catalogue out. <laughs> Avon. Avon. <laughs> <laughs> I went. I went to, do we still make catalogues? I mean, I know they make yeah. the Argos catalogue. Oh, you mean like the one where you go? Oh. Look at look at this leather jacket. Oh, it's lovely. Look at that, and it's only two pound fifty-two a week. That's right. Yeah. For the rest of my life. My granny was a big fan of the Gratton catalogue. You pay for it about seven times over. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I you would select sure. your Christmas present in. You'd have to select your Christmas present in like March. Yeah, March. Yeah. So then she would. Yeah. My, yeah. my mum used uh, was a fan of the Great Universal catalogue. Great Universal catalogue. But she used to go look at them when <laughs> so the, the neighbours and the neighbours next door were a bit. They were a bit posher, perhaps, yes. and, and she used to go, look at them, look at them, they think they're so posh with their next catalogue that you have to pay for. You <laughs> <laughs> had to pay like two quid for Oh, next mother porrit. <laughs> oh, they're hoity-toity. Oh, you're a snob if you, if you shop at next. 
Imagine height of fashion and <laughs> luxury. What's next? Um, <laughs> who, who would shop at next? Who would shop at next? Who would shop Which at politicians next? would shop at next? Yeah. Uh, who's, who's a bit nexty? I reckon someone... Do you think Rory Stewart is a next man? No. No, he's... No. Uh, Gantz, isn't he? I, well, he, he, th- those suits he wears are definitely tailored because you know, oh, yeah. they don't sell suits like that in, in Mothercare. That's true. Who would shop at next? Emily Thornberry? Oh, good but, shout. Yeah. Good shout. Yeah. yeah. Um, good shout. Um, any Tories? No, I don't think so. They'd have to be... No, I can't, I can't say... You know, maybe, maybe at least Truss. Truss at next, yeah. She's maybe got a lot Truss. of gear, hasn't she, Truss? She's got a... She, she was in a very um, fetching red... Um, jumpsuit when I saw her when I interviewed last Friday. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is, the, are they bringing is that back, what you call them? Are they bringing back treasure hunt? Is that what they call them? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You know where the trouser, the trouser... It goes all the way up. It goes all the way up. Like a, like dungarees almost. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it is. It's a, is that a play suit? I don't know. Oh. Uh, I well, I've, welcome to the ladies' fashion pod. Um, I don't know. We had our Grattan catalogue. Why don't you just open that door and shout at some someone? Yeah, what's a jumpsuit? Yeah, I, think I don't know what it was. is a jumpsuit. But, yeah, but it was cold. Did so she have a red jacket on as well? No, uh, I can't remember what jacket she had on. There is a picture of the interview actually somewhere. I don't know why particularly, but and and we were next to a fire in a pub. Oh, okay. Was she getting them in? Uh, she, I wasn't offered, um, but I would have declined because that would have been unprofessional. It would have been unprofessional. It was part of the working day. Yes. And also, I was in the middle of nowhere, a million miles away, so I would have had to drive back. No, that's not good. Um, but it was a nice pub. Um, anyway, anyway. Anyway, so, uh, one man who definitely wouldn't shop at next. Who I want? I said I would mention before Jacob Rees-Mogg. Uh-huh. Now, obviously, he did the Grandful Fire thing. That cost him, I would say, two or three days at the start of the campaign. And rightly so. He has not appeared anywhere since. No. He's been hidden. Do you um, reckon Cummings would have hit the roof on that? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And you would just go, you know. And, and of course, you, he would have said, oh, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa, and all of that, wouldn't he? Yeah. Because yeah. he's a pillar. But that is not going to swing with, with it's Cummings. It's not. But he's clearly been hidden. Um, however... I've discovered yeah. that he is still he's still appearing <laughs> regularly yeah. in one newspaper, and it's the Sunday Express. Oh. Because I don't know if you know about this. Well, it's not my paper of choice. Well, it's not mine either. Um, but he he does. A, he, well, it's not even a column. <laughs> right. But every week, Jacob Rees-Mogg contributes Jacob's Weekly Wisdom <laughs> to the Sunday Express. And what it is, it, I've got it written down here. It says. Are you taking a mic? Since mid-May. This, somebody suggested that this might they might be taking the mickey out of him, but, but he doesn't realise. Uh, do you think they are, or do you think they no, sat down think at an editorial conference and went, I've got an idea? I've got a great idea. Oh and God. it's a, uh, I'm quoting here, this has been running since mid-May, a personally selected thought-provoking quote from history chosen by Britain's most learned MP, what? together with an explanation as to why it's relevant to the state of the nation today. Wow. Um, as you would imagine, oh, words, it's all Gandhi and Martin Luther King and Nelson Mandela. It isn't. <laughs> it isn't them. I was actually going falling for that guy. No, it's um, Aristotle, yeah. Sir Francis Drake. Right. Uh, there's been no woman quoted yet, even though it's been since running mid-May. since mid-May. And the most contemporary figure that he's quoted so far is Cardinal Newman. He died in 1890. Oh, my God. So he's quite, you know... I wouldn't expect Stormzy to be quoted in there in the in the, the near future. Um, I've got a few of these. Uh, there are more in my column in the New European Print Edition. Oh, go on, this is going to be good. And online, a soft answer turneth away wrath. Uh, <laughs> that is a quote. Tim Tim Roth. Uh, Tim Roth, yes. Um, uh, that is a quote from. Oh, I don't know. It's it a good quote. It, though. it doesn't say. Uh, it doesn't say who uh, who it's a quote from. But his explanation underneath said, political discourse can be civilised, which eases the soul of the nation. Ah. And this, that quote appeared in the Sunday Express, November the 6th. It was a week after he'd been in the Mail on Sunday saying, Jeremy Corbyn is a bungling Bolshevik who will destroy Britain with his latter-day Marxism and hate for everything that's made our country great. Mm-hmm. Political discourse can be civilised. Turn away, um, 
The race is not to the swift, not the battle to the strong, but time and chance happeneth to them all. That is from the book of Ecclesiastes. Yeah. And Jacob Rees-Mogg wrote of that. Nothing can be taken for granted in a general election. Hence, the only way to avoid a Corbyn government is to vote Tory. And I think that is the first use in the <laughs> Old Testament. Biblical scholars have proven this. Yeah. It's the first mention in the Old Testament of the dangers of voting for Jeremy Corbyn's yes. Labour Party. <laughs> Uh, there is nothing more requisite in business than dispatch. That is from Joseph Addison, who was an essayist in the 17th century. Yeah. Um, We're learning lots today, I mean, aren't we? You know, why waste time thinking about things carefully when you can just do them? Yeah. And he, he also... Well, that's kind Reece, of how we've got away with this podcast. Reece, <laughs> exactly. And Rees-Mogg actually wrote of this. He, he said... Uh, Macbeth expressed the same thought when he said, "If it were done when it is done, then it were it were well. It were done quickly." And who better to quote than yeah. Macbeth, <laughs> a homicidal maniac who kills men, women, children, kings, then he gets beheaded at the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, life lessons from Macbeth. That's what we all need, isn't it? Uh, and then. Um, Oh, this is the last one. About things on which the public thinks long, it commonly attains to think right. Ah. Dr. Dr. Johnson said that. Yeah. Uh, Do you know what Dr. Johnson's cat was called? What? The Hodge. Hodge. There's a statue of it. Is there? Outside his house. Is yeah, this Just true? off Fleet Street, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, go and visit it. Just off Fleet Street. If you go past... Hodge the cat? Yeah, if you go, if you go past the Cheshire Cheese... Follow oh, yeah, it around, yeah. you go, it'll take you off to the left, there's a little square, his house was there, and a little hodge is still perched outside. Very very cool statue, one of my favourite statues in London. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Sorry for uh, butting in, but... No, no, no. So about things on which the public thinks long, it commonly attains to think right. Jacob Rees-Mogg said, the, this great 18th century writer clearly saw that it is wise to trust the people to understand the issues when they've thought about them. Um, mm. And now the British people have had three years to think about Brexit, Surely that means that we should trust them to have a people's vote, but no. Well, so more of that in the New European, more of it live in the Sunday Express. I mean, yeah. it truly is I insane. I will be, but I'm going to switch to the uh, Sunday Express. And there you go. So Jacob Rees-Mogg. Fantastic. Well, shall we take a little breather? Because we've got even more bonkers Brexiteers next. Brexiteer of the Week. Welcome back, Steve. Brexiteer of the Week. Uh, yes. Oh, you've done your hair. Well, we've been off there. You've made <laughs> it look nice, good. You've it? freshened it up. I might do the same. Um, and it's going to be a little bit of a Brexit party special. Fantastic. Uh, let's start with Gordon Hoff. Because you, Gordon Nigel, Hoff. Yeah. I'll be back in a minute and a half. Uh, Nigel Farage's great capitulation has deprived you and me and everybody else listening the chance to follow uh, Gordon Hoff. Um, he was going to contest uh, Peter Bottomley's uh, seat. Uh, which is Worthing West. Mm -hmm. He was going to contest that for the Brexit party. Obviously, now he's been stood down. And I would have liked to have seen him because um, his, part of his platform was a, for a fair and sensible immigration scheme. Mm -hmm. And that is relevant because Gordon Hoff would benefit from one of those because he's actually a Australian-American. Right, yeah. Uh, born <laughs> in America. He worked in San Francisco most of his life. Right. Then he relocated to Sydney, Australia. He doesn't seem he, like your average San Francisco resident, he, Gordon He Hoff. moved here in March of 2018, obviously right. nearly two years after the referendum. Uh, he describes his British, own British citizenship as pending. <laughs> And he said on Twitter, I'm not a hypocrite, I'm, I'm a fighter for democracy. Um, but sadly, his fight is, is also pending. Pending. Um, Darren Selkis, yeah. he's been stood down. Selkis, my ass. I actually felt a bit sorry for a member of the Brexit party yeah. um, when I read this. And then obviously I thought again. Darren Selkis, uh, he was prospective <coughs> candidate in Epping Forest. Yeah. That is Eleanor Lang's seat. I think yeah. she's held that, held that for quite a few years. He only found out that he was being stood down when a member of the public shouted it out of a van <laughs> while he was manning his Brexit party street store. Oh, no. For, imagine, if, imagine how sad that was, him packing it all up into a box. Former army captain Selkis wrote on his blog, on a Conservative woman blog. What? Why of, was he writing a blog? What? 
a van driver pulled up next to us and asked what we were doing, as he'd just heard on his radio that we weren't running. After a quick verification online, myself and our three volunteers put the street stand away. And then went to the Conservative Woman website and wrote a blog. And wrote a blog on it, yeah. Um, Amazing. Graham Cushway is standing. Uh, He's standing in Brighton, Kemp Town. He's got no chance. Not a chance. Oh, my God. Not a chance. Uh, One, because it's Brighton, Kemp Town. Two. Will he even get a vote? Because he is the bass player in Stuka Squadron. Oh, yes. Are a vampire... I'm aware of their work. members of the Luftwaffe yes. themed heavy metal band. Yeah. He's a former soldier, Graham Couchway. His yeah. alias in the band is Lord Pyre. Right. He fo- he's once photographed wearing the old Death's Head SS logo on his tie, uh, a badge of that. Um, but a band spokesman explained... A band spokesman? They've got their own They've press. got their own spokesman. <laughs> a band spokesman explained that was purely accidental and the result of a random early purchase. Yes, and their track "One Eyed God King." Oh well, that's that is Stupid Squadron, that's which is there especially for you, isn't it? It's the standout. Uh, it contains the lyrics: "Hear my words, that I implant of blood crusade and racial war. The heathens you invited, the wolves inside the door." But perhaps these words too are purely accidental and the result of random early purchasing. But the Brexiteer of the Week is Nigel Farage. Oh, our most crowned Brexiteer because of the Week, I would suggest. what a week it's been yeah. for Nigel Farage. He's been branded a traitor mm. by the Brexit party's yeah. Milton Keynes branch. Yeah, yeah. Alexandra Phillips, who sits next to him in the European Parliament, yeah. said, you know, he's bottled it and he he can't... I don't think she did say he's bottled it, but she, she did say... You know, I, I, I'm politically homeless. I can't even vote for my own party. He's, people lining up on LBC where he hosts his show to, to slag him off. He had to cancel a Westminster rally. Yeah. They said it was because they'd already had better rallies elsewhere. But really, well, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. because it was the day after and he didn't want to yeah, answer yeah. questions. And it's all down to us, isn't it? Because he appeared on the front of last week's New European... He dressed up as Steve Bray, Mr. Stop Brexit, yeah. and and it got an incredible cut through, didn't it? You know, Daniel Hannan, Aaron, Aaron Banks, all these people retweeting it. That embarrassed him into doing this, stopping running against the Tories, and, you know, he's not really thought it through. And, of course, all of this is a big stepping stone for Nigel, or a little stepping stone, isn't it? He's going to get a comfy seat in the Lords, or he's going to get a comfy seat in America on Fox News sofa. Well, they um, can have him. And, and they can have him, frankly. And I did think, he said, um, they said, why have you stood down these candidates? And he said, it is a case of country before party. And I think some of the Brexit Party's former supporters might say that the second <laughs> syllable of the word country in that quote is entirely superfluous. I have known you now for so long that I can tell when your rude jokes are going rude. So Nigel Farage, country before party is the Brexiteer <laughs> of the week. What should the listener do right now, Steve? Don't join the Brexit party. You won't even get Could to you, stand. I wonder if you'd be allowed to. You Shall still I pay hundred quid? Shall I try? Yeah, 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 I think so. Maybe I could still stand for them. Yeah. Um, you should. Uh, you should leave a lovely review for this great podcast on your podcatcher of choice. The reviews uh, really do mean a lot, and they help us uh, our algorithm improve. They do. So um, more people, more like-minded people more friends can come and join us here yes absolutely um but thank you for listening um you can join the new european facebook readers group you can simply like the new european on facebook or you could just simply like the new european you could say not tell anyone if you want you should buy a copy of the new european it's t- absolutely terrific well you, you could, edit a jasper copy yeah I mean, is, uh, it, has he injected a, a he's injected a new verve isn't he yeah um yeah. uh so uh, it, it's really good, and please buy it, support our work to stop Brexit. And you can um, go to Twitter, go to follow Twitter. at the New European, Do it. keep up with all the Brexit news and views. Yeah. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Sanglesey, S-A-N-G-L-E-S-E-Y. Or you can follow me at Porritt, P-O-R-R-I-T-T. That was the New European Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It means the absolute world to us. If you haven't already, get out. I know it's cold, but get out and buy the printed product. It's £3. It's full of election. It's full of Brexit. But there's also lots of arts and culture as well. We will be back next week. Until then, Mr Campbell, 
Play your bagpipes. Here you go. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.